another one. Top five, top five, top five. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. We're glad to have you locked in with us, listening to the Top 5 Podcast. Of course, your everyday millennial podcast where we break down everything relevant to the culture, to the community, to the world, to the universe, everything. So we're glad to have you here back up with us. Of course, you got Agent Baines in the building. What's up, y'all? Happy Friday. We got the first lady of the podcast, Ms. Jovi E. You already know. And of course, we got TB, the mayor. Yeah, what's going on, y'all? Yeah, yeah. So, TB, I'm going to throw it to you, man, because I know you had something that you wanted us to get into today. What you, what you got for us? Yeah, yeah. So, I know we haven't really talked about top five in a while, but we're about to get back to the origin of where we came from. And today, we're going to name our top five Black creatives. So, I'm going to go first, and I'm going to have to go with um my boy, Magic Johnson. Um, You know, Magic Johnson, he's, I feel like he had a hand in a lot of things. He has his own movie theater with AMC. Magic Johnson Theater. Um, he's part owner of the Dodgers. He owns the LA Sparks. And he also owns the Dexio Magic, which supplies food for a lot of schools across the country. So I don't think it get any better than that, unless y'all got somebody that, you know, that's, that's better. I mean, that's definitely ownership at its finest. Um, for me, my all around creative or like the person who I think of and like is most inspiring to me is Scotty Beam. Um, by way of Jersey, she started mm. um, from like the street team. What is it? Hot 97? Did I say right? Hot 97. Hot 97. She was sitting behind Ebro, all that. And then she decided to leave all that. And now she's literally being featured in Essence just for being like, a great like great at everything that she does from podcasting to be a, being a music enthusiast um she's an advocate for black people black women like and she just be 10 toes about everything that she does and so that's really inspiring to me and i just want to give her her flowers and whatnot she's my favorite all-around creative word shout out the jersey being on the map you know what i mean so there okay, we go Duke, I see you repping yeah, I, 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 you know what I'm saying I had to you know hold it down yo TB so am I are we can I put some entrepreneurs in there as well oh yeah most definitely, most right, definitely. entrepreneurs for sure all right bet so I'm gonna go with you know the 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 king the you know the 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 king of the black man uh faithful black men association LeBron James himself you know what yeah. I'm saying LeBron uh is a his partner Maverick Carter he's uh they basically own Fenway, uh, Fenway Sports Group. Uh, basically, they he owns the Boston Red Sox, Liverpool FC, which is in England. Um, he owns Fenway Raceway. What else does he do? Uh, he's in the real estate. He owns Blade. He's a partner of Blaze Pizza. I know y'all like that pizza right there. Thanks. Mm -hmm. uh, what else he got going on? And he actually opened a school in, in 2018, I Promise School, which is a thriving school. Thriving in Akron, Ohio, where the kids go for free. Um, free Along with being like head of the basketball, like, come on now, he does it all. What? Yo, he, <laughs> yo, he got a lot going on. You know what I'm saying? I know we got a lot of great people, you know, that we named so far, but I think the king is going to stay on top on this one. Mike, what you got? Not mad at that. Not mad at that. Especially since who I have is the man behind it all. The man making those deals happen. Rich Paul. If you haven't heard of who Rich Paul is, he is the agent. Uh, he is the, uh, I guess, co-creator or, or creator of Clutch Sports, um, which is an agency that supports a lot of the top athletes out there. Um, and that's really, you know, one of the reasons why I had him up there. If you don't know 
where he began. He had really humble beginnings. Uh, he met LeBron actually selling him jerseys back in like, you know, the early 2000s and things like that. They developed a friendship. He went on to, you know, become an agent and learn the business firsthand through experience. He broke down a door in a realm which a lot of us aren't in, uh, us meaning, you know, people of color, young black men or women, really. Uh, so being able to, to infiltrate that, that space and to kind of create his own lane and, you know, an area where we need to be able to take control of, you know, we, we run the athletic side of things all the time. So now Rich Paul is showing us how to do it on the business side. So I love everything he does, love how everything he's doing with the sports world and the entertainment world in general. I think he's sending a, a great message to the, to the youth and to the community. Um, so that's my guy, Rich Paul. Behind every LeBron, there has to be a Rich Paul, the business aspect. So I think we got some solid picks here. What y'all think? You know, yes. I see that, you know, it's four of us. It's top five. We need a fifth. And so we actually thought of a fifth person who would fit nicely. I know we went back and forth between creatives and entrepreneurs. But for me, creatives and entrepreneurs are one and the same. They got to get it like on their own muscle and take up space in order to do that. And somebody who we all agreed did that um, time and time again is Master P. Like he got like the, he collected all these infinity stones and all these different avenues that he was taking up space, whether it was like um, starting the, what is it? The music label out in New Orleans and like no literally limit. putting, mm -hmm. signing his own people and making it do what it does, like scaring up the music industry. I think, what show was it that um, the bounce to this episode of, hip hop evolution on Netflix really did a good job of like showing the ins and outs of what he did in just that aspect, aside from all the other like amazing things that he's been able to do like for himself, his family and black people in general. So that was our collective fifth person on this list. Anybody want to add to all of this magicness that is Master P? Hey, he got some good I, chips too. <laughs> I, was, I was just about to say, like, I think it's dope that He's like in areas that we traditionally aren't in, you know what I mean? Like he's big on essential areas, like not just clothing and, you know, things like that. But he also tried to start a, uh, a sporting agency. I mentioned Rich Paul, like the idea behind Clutch Sports and things like that. Master P had that idea in the early or in the mid 90s uh, for various reasons. It didn't pan out. But the fact that he was forward thinking like that and now he's thinking in the fact that he has like poodles and chips and you know just things that we use every day in our neighborhood and products that we use every day that's like the kind of thinking that you know kind of kind of we need right now so, right. so master p yo master p was um remember he put out romeo movie with low rom well the the tv show on nickelodeon romeo yeah um, he i almost was fucked up i almost started singing a little bow wow song but okay hey 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 your name Nah, but uh, you know, he was a he was a producer of that as well on Nickelodeon. So like, and it basically it talked about like um the black structure in the family home. Like, it, it was pretty much like I don't want to say, you know, the Bill Cosby of the earlier century. You know what I'm saying? But like, they were the black structure on Nickelodeon, and you didn't really see that often on, on like on media in general. So big shout out to Master P. You know what I'm saying? Everybody think he a clown. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of people, a lot of people be. I never heard that one. No, a lot, a lot of people be hating on Master. Maybe it's you. I'll rock with him. I just, you know what I'm saying? I don't know about his shoes. You know what I'm saying? But I, I like what he got going on. I mean, 
a lot of hit and misses in the shoe industry that like had good intentions like Marlboro Starberry like uh, his shoes was clowned on forever but like it's, it's cheap and people it's supported yeah, yeah, me I had too. a pair I had a couple pairs. oh you yeah. said you said you were wearing them I yeah. sure was in middle school okay yeah. okay all right okay. I had two pair I had two pair and a polo I had the all white I had the all white Starberries too yep it was yeah, $5. That's, that's what I'm saying it was, was $5 what 15, 15, 15, 15. Yeah, I don't remember, 15. but I know it was something like you for real. And, yeah. and he had the college sweatshirts too. Word. Oh, I, I ain't mad at it, but I'm niggas was like clowning them. Niggas was definitely yeah. clowning them. Why, why do y'all think that is? Like, I, I'll be honest. Like, that's why I had to ask. I don't remember anybody actually having them. I remember everybody saying, "Okay, yeah, that's a, that's a dope idea." Would be me though. I had them. Be me caught on the playground yeah, with them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it, I thought it was a great idea. And of course, as a grown man now. I still think it's a great idea, but like, I don't know. I feel like we're probably one of the only cultures that like will make life a living hell if we see somebody wearing something that we feel like doesn't look right. Or we, and it's not even that we feel like it doesn't look right. We just feel like it's not in right now. Like, I think, I think people are so used to equating uh, the price of something to like the value of it or if it's cool or not, you know? So I feel like we have like a lot of, a lot of followers just in general in the world that just like you know what i'm saying they probably wouldn't wear them because it's like oh they 15 dollars like i couldn't my sneakers cost so and so you know and i've heard that before not not me personally but like when you just outside just like oh my sneakers cost more than yours like when you a kid it's like oh this hoodie cost so and so blah 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 i don't know why that is but i feel like you know that's something that like growing up like a lot of people heard that's a I fact. Think. Yo, um, I was I was watching something as well, and it was talking about how Balenciaga stole Skechers like whole style, and now you know you're paying eight hundred dollars for a shoe, you know, and that's so that, ugly. Yo, that's just the, ugly. No, they are terrible. They are real terrible. But like Skechers is seventy dollars, you know, and now you're paying eighty dollars. You're paying eight hundred dollars for the same exact look like shoe. Listen, I'm not sure yeah. if y'all seen the 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 side by side picture, but they're exactly the same thing with a different logo. Like it's weird. Honestly, and there's a lot of there's a lot of brand name things that like we wear as a culture just because of what like social media's meaning of making it or like being able to flex is. That's just flat out ugly. And those like big old bulky shoes is part is is like up there in top three of ugliest things that people just made cool because of the brand. Um, but I mean, you know, like I said, it's just like really social media's meaning of like what's what's a what you able to flex and what's making it as opposed to like actual realistic uh, milestones that like people should be aspiring no, to mean, whatever that means, you know. I, I agree with you in a sense, but I feel like it goes deeper because even before social media, like I think we all experienced it like when we when we were in school, um, even like our parents probably experienced it, our brothers, our sisters. So that was before even social media. So I don't know. It, it it runs deep, but I don't know. That reminds me of this clip I saw. Um, I'm gonna share it right now. You all tell me what you think of it, and, and we'll go into it after that. But I'm gonna share this clip. Y'all tell me what y'all think. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. So studies show that the average Caucasian drives a Ford F-150. Mm -hmm. Then the average African American who makes in between fifty and sixty thousand dollars drives a Mercedes. So I, I guess my question is for us, while yes, we don't own a lot with the income that we do have, why is it that in the next 20 years, we will not have wealth? 
I think, I mean, black people, it just goes back to the fact that black people rather look like they have money than actually have money. Uh, All right, I wanted to stop it right there. Says the nigga with J's on, like, okay. (laughs) Right, 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 right. Yeah, had them J's on. (laughs) Dovey, you can play stop shit. Fresh, I did. Fresh, off the bow. But, like, what if he can afford those J's, though? I mean, kudos to him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how, like... You we are we looking at his pockets? Like who are we to judge his pockets? You know what I'm saying? He's able to have this opinion. You know, I mean, he's the one trying to judge other people's pockets with his response. Ultimately, I mean, I I don't know. At the same time, I'm not a pocket watcher, but like if you have on all this designer, and then you probably asking me for some bread or like the whole twenty dollars, I'll probably look at you crazy. Like yo, you got on like a thousand dollars right now, and you asking me for bread, like. That's that's, like, that's what if, a little crazy to me. What if we don't know where he got that though? Like, what if what if that person got it from Canal Street? Yeah, Canal. Like, I mean, no, nobody on here is like so, I don't I don't know. I'm just saying, like, what if he got it from the <laughs> store? What if somebody gifted it to him? What if it's not real? Like, that's another thing. Like, care so much if it's real or not. Like that was and wearing like white clothes, like wearing strawberries or whatever would be if you had on fake Jordans. So like, where does that come in? Or like, why is that such a big thing to wear? What you wear has to be real. What you wear has to be, you know, in style. How you, you know, what I mean, obviously we care about our parents, but why do we care about it in the sense that it has to do with our value? And that I think, it, it I, I think it's because we came from like a hip hop generation, where like you know, dressing nice and looking like money. You know, they they say dress for your next job, right? You know, if you got, you know, Balenciaga's on us, at the end of the day, a lot of our community, right, grew up, you know, in middle, low income, right, depending on wide range, the whole the whole country, right? Your, your dope dealers got on air, fresh Air Force Ones, you know what I'm saying, got the, the, the hottest jackets on, got, you know, everything fresh, and they always got a, a, a wad of money in their pocket, you know what I'm saying? So that's pretty much what you know, the block is seeing. What's that lyric that Kanye West said in that song? He said, um, drug dealer by Jordan, crackhead by crack, and a white man get paid off of all of that. Boom. It's basically what you just said. This Boom. it's a true thing. But I do feel like, you know, in the from the hip <clears throat> from the hip hop community, it's like a lot of like shaming going on if you don't have these things. So it's like it's a perception that if you do have these things, you're winning, you're up. But in reality, you buying all this stuff and it's taking money out of your pockets that you could be using for something else or putting into like a bank or a trust fund or something. So I do feel like that that is something, unfortunately, that, you know, we were growing up think maybe thinking or whatever. But it is a lot of people that still think like that to this day. And not only, you know, what's it like it ultimately comes down to all being about the flex. You feel me? Which like, you know, do what you do. It's none of my business ultimately. But I think an aspect that's important to mention is it's not all about once you get a little, I feel like for black people, sometimes um, once they're the ones who get a little change in their pocket, now it's not only your flex, but sometimes your family's flex, if that's the range that you in, right? So now there's another level of financial burden that like we have once we get some notoriety or some money, you know, that are like some of our counterparts don't exactly have to deal with because they already have that generational that they like, they moms, they peoples, that like connection of people who 
might have played a part in what you have acquired. Whereas us, like we, we work, work, work to get it. And now that we get it, we have to be sure that people know that we get it and like the people who close to me get it too. And now that's a different level of financial burden that like may also play a part. I hear that. I wonder if, um, not I wonder if I feel like I'm in a work meeting. Go crazy though. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, like I, like I hear that, and like I don't have the answer to this, but I'm just like thinking. I wonder if the reason why we place so much, you know, emphasis on making sure that people know that we have it is because we don't want to be the butt of the joke when we don't have it, and we're the ones that are. It's not the white people that are making fun of us when we don't have something. Like it's not. They're not the ones that are clowning on our on us not having. It's us that do that. So it's like when you go to school and like, especially if you grew up without it. I mean, white people don't have to really poke fun at us in a daily basis. Sometimes the get, systems I mean, that they're thriving off is the systems that put us in some of these positions. Like I don't know. Nah, nah. But when you're when you're like like taking it earlier, like when you're on the playground at elementary school, you're not thinking about the systems of white people. Like you know what I mean? You're thinking. Nah, about- I don't know. Your man's clowning the people on you. around you. Yeah, yeah. When you're I mean, you're thinking about your man's clowning on you for not having the, the best shoes or not having, you know, or having fake shoes, whatever the case may be. And I think that sticks with you when you get older. So like subconsciously, you're like, nah, I want to make sure that I have the best. And we and I want them to know it too. Yeah, and I want them to know it. I want people to know my stuff isn't fake. I want people to know I'm not no clown. You know what I mean? And we equate that with luxury brands and we equate that with things like that. I'm I'm just wondering, like, of course, there are systemic, you know, coming to play. We can't argue that. But within ourselves. Yeah, in ourselves. ourselves. We're the ones that criticize each other when we don't have it. So I wonder if it's a part of it as well. I don't mean to uh, quote Kanye again. It's the same song. He was like, um, then I spent 400 bucks on this just to be like, nigga, you ain't, you ain't up, up on, on this. this. That's right. like, no, really, that is, like, honestly, that entire song is a moment. And yeah, it's, it's like. So- you can learn a lot from that, even though Kanye kind of switched up yeah, from that. That to, period you know, of Kanye. I was going to say, now he Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kanye no, I'm saying, I'm saying, like, after he made that song, he, like, you know, not to get off topic, after he made that song, he kind of went to, like, the fashion stuff and Louis Vuitton and all this expensive stuff. But you what he was there. saying in that song is, like, you're basically buying these clothes to stunt on the next person. Like, you probably don't even really care about this. But you you trying to buy it because you know the next person don't got it and you could just try to be like oh yeah I'm, you don't got this you don't got these yeah some things I don't how many times have you heard that like I was saying, I don't think we buy them because we like them or because we want to say we have them we just don't want people to think that we can't have them like it's not even that we like we're not even out for the the hottest stuff we just don't want the bottom so in doing that we sometimes stretch ourselves too thin like even if it's like it may not even be like brand like Balenciagas or Pradas or something like that. It may just be some Nikes, just to say I have Nikes. So just so just, just so you won't say that I don't have it, even if you know you don't know how much I have. We don't I want. I mean, don't just so the whole. What that, are those things like? What's, that, what's yeah. that line about? You either live long enough to do something or to become the. You live become, live long enough to wait. I know you're talking about the Batman um thing. Uh huh. Or you become the you villain. die a hero. You live long enough to see yourself become a villain. That's exactly what it is. Like we all fall victim to it at some point. And like it, it on some level, it all comes down to that like crabs in a barrel shit. Like you just don't like I don't know. You just don't want to be the bottom. Like ooh, that sounds crazy. Pause. Um, 
but not like you it's the crabs in the battle and there's like you always want to be separated from whoever is that group that nobody want to be you know you always want to have that separation i don't that's just yeah, it's just it's so, deep rooted, deep rooted. ultimately we became like slaves to brand right and you know with that being said like don't really serve us ultimately at, at all like don't serve us at all and you know at the end they were putting money into these brands pockets but they don't really like us to be honest with you and there's so many different cultures that really thrive by setting up businesses in the black communities in particular that then circulate so much money in our communities that don't, recirculate, that don't recirculate oh. in <laughs> our community. Um, we can even talk about to, don't try to rappers play, buying yes. chains. We can even talk hey, about rappers that buying too, chains. Because what's, like, what's the, none of it is know, black owned. None of the places that they buy these chains from. And there's just so owned. many markets that are advertised towards our dollar because we we revenue like the highest, you know, money stays in our pockets or in our community for like minutes before it just circulates elsewhere. And a lot of places that it circulates elsewhere, not only are they intentionally setting up camp in our shit, but then they, as soon as it hit their pocket, it's going back to their you know, community as we should be doing ultimately. And like, not just circulating back in our pockets, but like taking up space in essential avenues, like we were saying earlier. Like, I think that's what it boils down to and us just like supporting those venue, those ventures and those venues as much as we can and as authentically as we can. Well, I, I like that. I definitely, nah, definitely, definitely want to get, get back to that. But I'm just wondering, like you mentioned the chains and everything. Do y'all think that subconsciously, uh, at least where where it started from? Um, Soldier Boy was first. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the creative. All I was the first nigga. To... <laughs> no, but like, what kills me about him? He be having the proof. Like he was like, I was the first nigga that Icebox and video. Like, <laughs> the video popped out of nowhere. Like right? Drake sold my shit bar for bar. I'm gonna show you. Like he be right. can see the his future. Own work. You feel me? You can see the future. Nah, see, another dude who's really smart is Soldier Boy though. He is really smart. I ain't even gonna lie. I mean, yeah, he is. But I mean, like what I was getting at. Do y'all think that in some sense we overcompensate, or it comes from overcompensating because? we're at the bottom of the totem pole outside of our culture and outside of our world that we try to do whatever it takes so that when we get back in our world, at least amongst my people, I'm going to be looked at as the man. So mm -hmm. like when I go out into the real world, when I go out into the boardrooms or whatever, they may not look at me like anything, but guess what? I'm going to do everything. It I'm going to get respect amongst my own people. So I'm going to look like I got it. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to look like I got it. I'm going to talk like I got it. I'm going to walk like I got it. And everybody that don't has it, I'm going to get on them before they get on me. So you like, know what? This just like reminded just me. That just reminded me of J. Cole uh, line. What is it? Hold on, hold on. Give me a second. Where sometimes you got to do it in a nigga face just to let him know that he ain't doing it the way that you doing it. What was that shit? Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait. <laughs> Give me I a mean, second. Like, when you, yeah, when you think cold. about like rappers and everything, like almost to overcompensate the fact that they may not own their masters. They may not be creators and they may not own their record labels, but hey, I own this jewelry piece and I'm the flyest dude in the room and I got the biggest car, you know what I mean? So it's almost like a like a complex. In you know fact, I mean? a lot almost of like them might that, be. You know, I hate in that. I, I really hate that. Fake it till you make it um, BS. Like, I, you know who I really like? I like the uh, Pac-Man uh, FBM because he just be walking around, you know what I mean? He got HIV, he got a t-shirt on and says, I have HIV. He's being himself. With, being with the rapper dude? 
Yeah. He really does have HIV? Um, that's what the shirt says. I, I, I never met him in person. I thought he was joking. Because he'd be ra- whatever. No, so <laughs> he, used to, uh, he used to be a pimp. So um, that's how he got HIV. But, you know, regardless. Who is pretty- this young man? Who is he's a rapper, right? From <laughs> Detroit? From Detroit? Nah, he's, uh, he's from, yeah, yeah, he's from Detroit. And he's, uh, he works at UPS. That's Yo, crazy. That's so up, crazy. Up, like, what, what, like, what are we getting from this? Like, what is? <laughs> what, what, what it is is he's transparent. He's real. I like cats like that. I like Cole, who's been driving his trailblazer for years. You know what I'm saying? Never switched it out until probably last year. You know what I'm saying? I like authentic people, and that's always gonna keep it real. Like that. All them chains, like Yo Meek, like, like. When a lot of times these like rappers is probably really hurting right now because a lot of them who are signed only make money off of tours and who've yeah. been touring anywhere. Like, yeah. Back to. Back... Go ahead. No, my bad. Go ahead. My bad. <clears throat> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, nah, I was I was about to say, but what if that is them? Like that's the thing. Like, like when you break down, like, I guess the psychology of it, it probably really is them. That nah, I really do want these chains. I really do feel like these chains are part of me. You know what I mean? Like that's just who they are and the clothes may be who they are like breaking down why is that who they are you know what i mean it may not be that they're doing it for sure but the question is to me is why is that who, who you are you know who are we to tell them that that's not you to dress fly and to wear you know all that stuff like that you may be able to pay for it the question i think we have to decide is like why does that validate you or why is that who you are you know what i mean you you know what that comes from a lot of insecure people because no change should really make you who you are you know what I'm saying? Your skin, who you are, your character really shows who you are. No chain, no jewelry, no shoes, none of that. It may make you feel good, but at the end of the day, that's not, that, that doesn't make who you are. I feel and, like that's and, how the hip-hop world is messed up right now. Because as soon as a rapper blow up, what they do? They go buy a chain. Mm-hmm. They go get a chain that, that they think is like, that represents who they are. Like, you know, well, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to use any examples, but that's what rappers do when they when they when they first you say blow something up. like that every episode, and then follow up by name dropping somewhere down the line. I didn't do it this time. I didn't do it this time. I didn't do it this time. That's funny. But now back to your point, though, Mike. Like I do feel like people in the regular world, they try. Like let's say, like somebody has like a regular job, and like they they act a certain way like at their job, but when they get around their people outside of work, then they're like. They might be the man or to the, to those people that they're, they're trying to act like there's something that they're really not. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like we see that, like, when people go out or let's say, like, something like homecoming. You know what I'm saying? Like, people pop out and just like, oh, blah, blah, blah. The whole time back at work, like, you're really, like, a quiet guy. and You're like the, you know what you I'm see, saying? But, you see that amongst amongst certain people. Like, we, we've talked about this before. Like, if you've been around somebody who's never had any type of, like, status or respect, or I hate using the word clout, but, like, and when I mean that, I don't mean that by, like, attention. I don't mean it in the in the popular sense, but somebody who's never had respect, I guess, to so to say, and then all of a sudden something happens where they get that respect or they're put on that stage, you see them act a certain way. And Hollywood. Me, yeah, to me, that's an inferiority complex. So I'm wondering if subconsciously, the clothes that we wear, the name brands and us, you know, subscribing to luxury that, you know, is doesn't even support our community has nothing to do with us and us as a people. If us subscribing to that luxury and us subscribing to that name, to those name brands, if that's a bigger, I guess, example of an inferiority complex that may have been passed down to us generationally, that we don't even understand it. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's just, I don't have an answer for it. It's just something that, I don't know, kind of made me think. 
I mean, well, we also spoke earlier, not earlier in this pod, but in previous podcasts about like elitism and how that like manifests in so many different ways and like just wanting to be separate and in an inferior, like you said, in an inferior context or uh, what's it called intention. And that's where that goes into play. And I think the same thing with like just flexing for the sole purpose of wanting to maintain your dominance of not that group, whatever that group means to you is, I mean, what it really boils down to. But I think, I think with us taking up space and like, like wanting to network, what is it? Somebody said it earlier. I think we did in my head. It's uh, a network. Laterally, laterally networking. Um, Like networking with people across, like, Mm-hmm. people who you can't like bringing people up as you gradually go up together instead of wanting to like reach out <laughs> instead of wanting to like reach out like vertically with people who you aspire to work with um I think it was Issa Rae who said that like you you put people on that you like coming up with who are also on their shit instead of somebody who's already on that you want to aspire to work with and that helps that like beat that crabs in a barrel kind of mentality and I think that's what's ultimately going to really be really important in with us with the folks yo so on the back I, side. I, I agree completely with everything you're saying it's also like our community that don't be like really tapping into our community like there's so many other resources within our own community that we don't know about that we'll just bypass because like oh like we want a discount you know what i'm saying like that's also another a way that uh you know we gotta we gotta get out of that mindset of, of getting discounts from your friends if you if you have friends that have a certain brand have a a business put put the money back in you know what i'm saying they gonna buy into you because you buying into them if you're not asking these high-end designer stores for a discount, don't ask your friends for a discount. Or don't ask, period, anybody else that has a brand that's trying to make it a discount. So do y'all think it makes it, like, does it, does it, do you get a, if you're still subscribing to, I guess, luxury, but it's within your community? Like, what yes. If, like, you, you get a pass for that, or, like? Uh, it's not, it's not so much a pass, but, like, if it's, so I know, Yes, I feel like we should try prioritizing taking up space in more essential avenues, but we already have so many people who are doing the luxury like street brand thing or the candles support those people like Amazon. Yes, super convenient. I is quick, it's easy. By the time you press deliver to me, you gonna close your eyes, it's gonna be there. I understand. But if you can buy a book from a black owned bookstore like that, that I feel like makes a difference. And it's the same thing, even though like these streetwear brands may be a little oversaturated, but if we make that conscious effort to like, I know a visionary society, it's black owned luxury streetwear, but not only do they create, but they give space for other creatives to do their thing too. And they're hiring their creative team. And that's there for me, part of the definition of like networking laterally and that's if that's a brand that that's what they're doing why wouldn't I support that and why wouldn't I do that as opposed to giving it to what Nike or whatever is doing the same thing that other people are like you know wearing like I don't know that I think makes a difference first of all father stretch my bands is the you feel me like iconic and they doing it and it look good you know it's quality why wouldn't I go ahead and throw my coin there Nah, fact. Shout out to the Noops, man. Noops doing big things out there. 
I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah, you ain't know that. We everywhere. You ain't know that. <laughs> whatever, 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 whatever. Shout out my boy Dio on, on, on whatever, the pod. Whatever, whatever. You doing big things. It's shit fire, though. I can't, I can't even front it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nah, that's a fact. Right, that, that's good stuff. I mean, yeah. I mean, on that note, we might as well slide into that put you on where we putting folks on to, you know, big things popping and whatnot. <laughs> might as well. Let's get it popping, yo. You got something? Um, yeah, I got, I got, I got son. Um, so speaking about like, we talked about a lot of, um, influ- influential people today. Uh, I, we spoke about Percy Miller, uh, LeBron, uh, who else we talked about? Ron, Scotty Beam, doing the damn thing. Shout out to Wait, you. hold on real quick. Before we get to what we're about to get to. No. Dwayne Johnson. He's. Yeah. He's. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> you know, I had to make sure real quick. I didn't want y'all to be like, he's was, not black. Know, it's the squint you know for me. That was like the testing the water squint. Like y'all. <laughs> cool. Oh, you're like, yeah, we, we got his approval. Yeah, he good. That I got mine. I bet. Nah, that's a fact. I want to give a uh, shout out to Anthony uh, Martin. Anthony Martin owns the Urban Youth Racing School in Philadelphia, uh, where he has been teaching uh, 7,500 kids in the last 22, 23 years. Um, the majority of them are now engineers, but there is a free program in Philadelphia where kids are able to learn STEM and technology through motorsports. And what he, his, based off his relationships with Nike, Jordan, uh, NASCAR, uh, other race car owners, Hendricks, Kyle Larson's, he's able to get these these black kids from this community that would never touch these, this billion dollar industry jobs. And we talk about generational wealth. We talk about putting on for your community. Uh, Anthony Martin and Michelle Martin have definitely been putting on for their community. Um, so I definitely want to give a big shout out to them. That's my put you on for this week. I can dig it. I can dig it. Um, for me, uh, it's not only a brand, but they also do a lot of um, community engagement with like golf specifically. So the brand is called <laughs> East Goddamn 47. Hold up. Give me a second. East Side Golf. Um, so it's a, it's a brand coming out. I want to say out of Detroit. I might be wrong. My fault. But um, and speaking of we were speaking about lebron and a lot of folks in his camp like a lot of them have been wearing they've been making it a point to wear black uh brands um and it's like a lot of nba folks have been recently spotted like wearing this brand so they're they're making some noise in the industry but like not only is the brand cool with like socks and like golf wear but they also have athletes who take up space in that avenue which um i mean brand i mean golf ain't for me i didn't try it I, I can't get jiggy with it. I can't even get jiggy with top golf, but it's an it's a space. Miniature golf is cool. I don't even like miniature golf if I'm being honest. Like I'm not good at it and I don't like doing things that I'm not good at. I just get frustrated. So I just know that that ain't my avenue, that ain't my lane, but it is a lane that I think is essential for us to take because that's where a lot of things like get talked about, flushed out and a lot of deals and stuff go down. So the fact that they're um, taking the time to invest people who look like us in that avenue, I think is dope. So that's like a brand and like a social awareness promotes diversity, you know, all that jumbo. That's East cool. side I, goal. That's cool. I'll go next. Um, 
Duke, I don't think you mentioned this earlier when you talked about LeBron, but um, it's two black-owned tequilas. Uh, LeBron got one. It's called uh, Lobo 1707. You know what I'm saying? It's pretty affordable, $40, I mean, $50 for a fifth. You know what I'm saying? It might be better than that Casa everybody drinking on. And uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, he got a, a tequila. It's called Terramania. Okay. It's a pretty cool one, too. So, you know, just throw two black-owned tequilas that's out why, there. That's you know why you saying? asked about the brother? Yeah, I had to make sure to which I felt, you know. I didn't want to throw that no, out there and kill me for it. Word. I don't know. I mean, I don't know I if I would count this out as on uh, next Taco Tuesday TV. Hey, yeah. I'll supply it. What's up? I don't know if this would count as a push one, but like um speaking of the Rock Johnson, he had a he has a TV that's basically his life and it's but it's a drama, not a drama, it's like a a, a scripted comedy. So it's it's really funny. I think it's a really good show. Talks about him, like his football playing at the U. Talks about his growing up, his dad being a professional wrestler. It's called Young Rock. It's on NBC. And I mean, I watch it on Hulu and everything. I think the first season just finished. It's like 12 episodes. But check it out. If, if y'all get a chance, definitely check it out. I think it's funny. But definitely. I, I love how everybody's, you know, going into different, different things. The funny thing, I don't have a specific what you want, um, but... I do just want to give a shout out to anybody uh, that's a minority and they're working in any space that's like not a traditional space that we see each other in. Like whether it be groceries, Facts. tech, um, a whole bunch, you know, avenues that I probably don't even know about. But I can't stress how important it is. We talked about earlier, um, you know, kind of getting involved in different avenues and, and more essential things for ourselves. Uh, so anybody that does things like, like making essentials, whether it be soap, lotions, uh, oils, shake butters, uh, grocery stores. I mentioned that farming. That's something that black people, you know, you know, we've been involved in agriculture since we came to this country, but, you know, getting involved in that, growing our own vegetables and distributing them to the community, all those different things, tech, STEM, engineering, computers. If you're involved in that, shout out to you. Uh, I would love to shout everybody out. I would love to shout out your company, your, your business, whatever it is that you do. Um, if you listen to this, go ahead and, you know, shoot us a DM and an Instagram page, say something. I'll be sure to shout y'all out, but I definitely just wanted to spread light on anybody that's in any kind of space that is, you know, overlooked or we're not involved in. So Duke, you got something? Yeah. I just want to give a big thank you to all our listeners who've been really rocking with us, you know, these, these past couple of weeks. We appreciate y'all. We appreciate y'all streams. You know, and, and we wouldn't be here without y'all. We, we try to put out good content so that y'all can vibe with us and just, you know, step into our shoes for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So we hope that uh, y'all Friday is going well, and we hope that y'all continue to keep rocking with us. Holla at y'all. Peace and blessings. Let's get it. Top five, top five, top five.